Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and I got my two buddies with me. Ryan. We're buddies? Yeah, I hope so. I really do. Oh, that's nice. And Scott. I have uh, the next issue of Hellraiser ASMR ready to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can keep that in your little back pocket there, buddy. Um, You can release it on your own time. It is not uh, hands that summon us, <laughs> but tingles. <laughs> Uh, hello, audience. Welcome back to that. <laughs> this one is just firing a nail gun into sheet metal. <laughs> How's that for your ting tings? <laughs> ting tings. <laughs> ting ting is actually a famous ASMR person. Yeah, uh, okay. She's that, an adorable that, Chinese lady. Oh, that, that makes sense. I'll have to look her up. Um, yeah. Hello. Welcome back. How has everyone's gaming been? Uh, okay. Uh, we ended Aeon. Which makes me a little sad. I, I, am, I am the melancholy. Uh, but it ended well. It yes. ended on a big old, big old, big old battle. It, it was big. It, it was, was good. a big ending. Uh, and uh, you, if you become a $1 a month patron, $1 a month, you get to hear all of it. Um, I promise you, it's going to end well. And mm-hmm. uh, we're even talking about eventually, eventually doing sort of like a cool, like one session epilogue for that game, sort yep. of to round out the last of that story. Yep, there's there's some wrap up that can be done with that. Uh, nothing much else is happening as far yeah, as Amber's been pushed back a lot. Amber's been pushed back a lot. That's fine, but that game can kind of run whenever. Yeah. Uh, got Vampire this Wednesday. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and that's about it for my gaming. Played some board games. Mm. What board games? Uh, God, what was it? It was like, I think it was called Spirit Island or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was basically a game about you're like the, the, the spirits of an indigenous island, uh, and you're helping uh, you in, con- in, in conjunction with the indigenous people are, uh, expelling the, the colonizers. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and I played, uh, the bringer of, uh, bringer of dreams and nightmares, uh, which is a very interesting character to play in that game because you can't actually do any damage uh but you ramp hard into uh the fear mechanic mm. which basically the fear mechanic uh is you start the game with one win condition the higher you get your fear up the uh you unlock easier and easier win conditions okay you got it oh, i see yep. you're, you're kind of the weird sub- Port, yeah, you're, you're sort you're, of utility guy. Yeah, because you make everyone else lives a little easier. You basically make everything else like because it's like it starts off with you have to you have to kill or kill everything and get them off the plant off the, uh, the island entirely, and then it's all like then it goes down to you just have to you you can you can get rid of one type of thing. And then another type of thing, and another type of thing. Because like there's little, there's individual colonists, there's villa, there's towns, and then there's cities. Yeah. So basically, you you're 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 hedging out the type of things that you can have to wipe out all of uh, in order to win the game. Until it's just like, yeah, just kill this one guy, and you're good. Just this one guy, this one guy right here. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was pretty fun. It was a fun board game. Uh, very tactical. A um, lot of random shit. It was kind of like. Um, Pandemic in a way, okay, yeah. uh, because shit just starts happening as a result of like the the cards getting flipped over. But it was fun. It was cool. And Ryan, what about your gaming? 
Uh, well, we played we played D and D last yeah. Wednesday, and that was cool. Uh, but mostly, I've just been playing a lot of Diablo three. Diablo, sure, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Um, I haven't done a lot of gaming because Amber got pushed back. Pretty much the only real gaming I've done is uh, Dungeons and Dragons, doing the uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. That's a lot of fun. I'm I need a map. I I just need a map in front of me. I'm getting so lost when we're playing that game. Uh yeah, theater of the mind. I can say it's uh, hard to do. It's in hard. That game. We're trying because it's a real dungeon crawl. Yeah, I can say honestly that if this it's taken us about eight actual sitting around not bullshitting hours to get about two thirds to three quarters of the way through the first level. So if it's like a ten hour process per level, and there's Fifteen levels plus fifteen plus. There's like twenty two actual. Levels. There's twenty two actual levels, and yep. and this and this is about how long each one takes to go through. I'm not saying I'm not fine with it. I'm fine playing this game for years. Like I'm totally <laughs> Just, fine. We will. Well, at a rate of which we play, that's the issue. Is we don't play super regular, super often. That's the issue. I'm should, fine uh, with you, playing the game for years. You should look into getting like uh, the roll twenty or or uh, fantasy grounds version of it. Well, the, the problem is, we, A, we want to play it all around the same table. We, well, you, we can, you can make something happen with that. Um, but what we're think, what we're going to do is, he's uh, Andrew has decided he's at least written out a map, a tentative map of what we've already uh, already discovered. Ah. And I'm going to use that to make a very basic map of following my own drawing. Like, oh. Murphy's making out like a full-blown drawing. She really loves doing that. I'm just going to literally make stick figures just so I can see where I am without having because sure. here's the biggest well, it's, a, it's a dungeon I mean well here's the biggest flaw that in the execution of Dungeon of Mad Mage so far that I have found the, both the PDF anything you can buy physically all of it you can buy maps they're not big maps they're normal 8.5 by 11 which is generally wouldn't be a problem problem is there's no player maps they're all mm. they are all with all the secrets on them. Uh, so there's no way I can just hand you... If if Andrew was to say, here's the actual layout of the dungeon that you'll eventually discover, I'll be like, okay, I don't know where any of the secrets are. Mm-hmm. So I'm still... But, we, but we've hit a, lot of se- we hit a lot of secret doors, too. Yeah. So we hit secret areas that are, you know, because Matt is... 100% set up to find it like yeah. passively we will never miss a secret door unless it's un- unreasonably difficult to do or it's, so it's literally magically concealed like you're you need a magic thing and even then even then we have a wand that does that yeah so we're not but yeah so you know there's lots of secret stuff and uh, and it's I've, great. And, and I've been we'll, trying f- to f- we'll figure it out. It's growing pains. Yeah, it just is. It's just adjusting to what because before it was very said it was very uh narrative heavy and it, you didn't you were like, Where are you in the city? Okay, fine. Describe the area. Done. Move on. You didn't need to know the more precise details well, in your yeah, head. I mean, it's, it's a dungeon. There's yeah. there's specific things that you have to deal with in a dungeon. Also we're good. Also we're 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 tentatively good guys, so occasionally oh. um we have to like kind of be careful about how we go about stuff, like we actually, we jumped some bugbears, realized immediately that they were not mind fucked like by by intellect devourers, which oh, was no. what we had, and and we immediately like I dro- we dropped one of them in like one one round one, one round, round. Mm-hmm. and the other one and I was like oh wait these guys are totally fine oops sorry and so we acted we we I, like I immediately went and healed one of them oh, like no. I'm like I'm so sorry I'm sorry <laughs> we didn't mean to. Yeah, it's 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 a very interesting little dynamic just because we are like we if we can get the drop on you, you're screwed. Well, you, our party is our party 
when I because I'm a way of the shadow monk, I can do pass with that trace, uh, which is a broke broke ass spell in five e because mm. it's plus ten to any dexterity skill check. So Oof. so I have a zero stealth. Now I have a plus ten to stealth. It's not, a, it's not advantage. It's plus ten, and he can give it in in a radius around him. So we're all stealth monkeys t- on top of that. So we're like, boop, we're getting thirties and thirty fives on our roll, and we're like, yeah, we get up behind these guys and literally roll initiative. Okay, we that o- dude's gone. That we, dude's deleted. We always get a surprise round every uh. single time. It, it, it's it's very much the you're already dead because there's like four, <laughs> suddenly there's four people around you and. We all have the drop, and it's pretty cool, actually. It's a very interesting dynamic. I've never had. A, I've never had. A, this is. I've been playing D a long time, but I've never had a party where literally all of us were stealth heavy enough and had the tools to make it to where the entire party could just like go weeaboo ninja strike on on uh, the enemy. Problem is, if we get in a knuckle out drag out fight. We're we're gonna get toast very quickly, like a serious long term. Well, you fight. guys don't have staying. Power? We don't have we don't have a tank. I'm um, I'm, I'm the closest you have jo- to. Joey it. Joey wants to come back. He he had oh he to, does. He he had to. He threatened to quit his job because they were dicking him over on hours and yeah. like not being reasonable. But they're like, please please don't quit. He's like, okay, well I want this schedule and a raise. So. Mm. We're we're probably gonna have him back. That's cool. We we happy to have a if he wants to play the same character or whatever. Don't care. No, it'll be a Hilly Ivor. Okay, cool. We'll bring we'll bring the Barbarus bar Smash back and it'll be great. We'll have a we we'll need, have a proper tank. We, he was he was actually frenzied berserker. No, I thought it was a was he frenzied berserker? Yep. Because oh, okay. Quill was the bear guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was the bear. I, I, no, I was thinking he was a um, zealot for no, some no, reason. no, no, no. That's right. He's storm druid. Yeah, that was, no, not storm. He's storm barbarian. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, I mean, why not bear though? <laughs> why not bear? That's because one of the there are other options. There so, are other so options. Matt, I see you have the scion book. In front oh, okay, of you. sorry, sorry. We're going off on D and D, but we need to go. We need to go over uh, riveting some, some very Indeed. tentative news. We we're ex- sorry. We'll do that in Patreon content. Um, no, uh, very quick things. Um, there's been a small kerfuffle with Bethesda. It seems that one of their writers or in Bethesda, um, they released a 5e supplement to sort of heighten their um, new release of their MMO, new expansion for their mm-hmm. MMO. But it was a supplement for D&D 5th Ed that was set in their world. Supposedly, it was very heavily plagiarized by a published uh, Wizard of the Coast uh, adventure that they had hmm. um, just with some names changed and a few things altered. They've Bethesda has once they got called on it, they pulled it. Yeah. I bought an it. official D and D supplement about salt marsh or something. Is that what we're talking about? No, 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 no. no. This is uh, um, else elsewhere in the elder uh, scrolls online. Uh, elsewhere. Okay. Their expansion, uh, they have an expansion coming out and they set a adventure in that setting. Oh, in salt marsh. No, no. What what setting? Okay, so okay, Bethesda what's... released a five E supplement. Okay, set in in Camriel. Okay, which in and the in the province of elsewhere. Okay, that was apparently very similar to a previously published Wizards of the Coast D and D supplement from something. Right. Where yeah. It's like, welcome to Tabaxiville. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yep. Because Tabaxi, I believe, yeah. are the it was just there. Right it was a, it was a promotion that they developed so that they could heighten their that so could promote their MMO. So. How hard could it be, guys? Writing a D and D supplement ain't that hard. Come on. Yeah. Well, 
That's one of their writers. To well, blah, blah, blah. Jeet has wares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not as easy as just stealing one, I guess. I guess stealing one would be easier. You're right. Well, they were like, oh, no, Khajiit is, is innocent of this crime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did they think that they could get out of it by some cat Oh, that would have been awesome if cat that would have been like they, that, that was part of their, it, apo- yeah. their, ap- their apology was a gift that says Khajiit is innocent of this crime. And it's just a kitty with yeah. his hands up. Unfortunately, that was. They, they have released a sort of apology. But not a full apology. It looks like they're still looking into it. Mm. Moving right along. Um, it's so the, it's in the internet, June, guys. You can't get away with this shit anymore. Uh, in June, or uh, at Origins, uh, uh, the uh, Shadowrun 6th World, uh, the beginner box, will be released. It's basically the next iteration of Shadowrun. Um, it looks like most of it is about the same. They're uh, experimenting with a new mechanic for how edge works. Predominantly is you basically get edge per scene. And Edge hmm. starts altering, like, re-rolling singular dice or giving people other people bonuses, making Edge a little bit more mm-hmm. um, interactive and a part of the actual game itself. So, yeah, I've only ever played Anarchy, so, like, I feel like if I tried to play actual, you know, actual Shadowrun, my eyes would roll back in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a crunch monster, no, no doubt, but... That's very crunchy. Oh, it is man. A very crunchy you want to talk about, you want a customized character? Do you want your character to be the most special of snowflakes? Yes. I've spent hours working on, like, because a lot of because Shadowrun people love uh, making basically just programs to make Ch- ca- generate characters. Chummer. Yeah, Chummer. Word. Using Chummer, you could spend hours making characters because you can tweak everything on your sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's predominantly it for the, the Scion news. books are out. Uh, Scion books are physically out. I have mine right in front of me. And I'm sorry for if anyone's listening. You haven't got your books yet. They're on. The, they should be on their way. Um, also, we're holding you personally responsible if they're not, Matt. Yeah, yeah, personally because you are. Now you threw me off. I had a thought, and now it flew right out of my head. Oh. We're going to be at Momocon. Oh, yeah, we are going to be at Momocon, aren't we? Yeah. I, I we, need, this is literally not, not the last ter- episode that is Not terribly out. long from when they hear this. Yes. We will be at Momocon. Yeah, in about a week from when this is, gets released, we will be, if you are in Atlanta, Georgia, or are going to come in or close to Atlanta, Georgia, you should come to Momocon. It's a very fun time. It's a cool little convention. Um, it's fairly cheap and inexpensive, but we have a panel at 7 p.m. Different feeling than Dragon Con in a lot of different ways. It's dry. Oh, yeah. Um, different age set. Um, just... Very different feel, higher but still a lot of anime, fun. A higher anime it like, is a focus. Pr- it is a primarily anime convention, but there's a lot of other stuff that's sort of butting yeah. up around it because they're a little bit more easygoing they have about a, certain stuff than Dragon Con is. They have a crap ton of tournaments. A crap ton of tournaments. That's like that's, their big thing. That was one of their big things, even when they were at Georgia Tech when I first yeah. went there. When they I was have like just 18. gotten larger and larger. Is Tournaments, tournaments, tournaments. Also, the LARPs there have combat. Yay! Ooh, you can yeah, actually yeah. have combat at the LARPs. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I forgot about that. Thank you. Yep, I'm so, super pumped about uh, yeah, that. At the, um, so again, 7 p.m. Friday. Look us up on the schedule. It's Kapala uh Session Zero. We're going to mm-hmm. be talking about Session Zero. I will be recording it, so it will probably be released uh, probably the week after mm-hmm. for everyone just to listen to. If you can't make it, that's for really and fun. if you can make it, it's going to be super interactive. Yes, we've already we've been laying it out. We have tentative plans. Tentative. We did a session zero about our session zero. <laughs> negative. Cont- we did a session negative, negative one. <laughs> I had yes. to give you a session. That's that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Yay. please come on out. Well, link obviously in the show notes. Momocon, 7 p.m. Land, Georgia. Memorial Day weekend. 
All right. Do it. Uh, I should have said the date. The 24th. 24th. I didn't say the date. Of May. The 24th of May. That's not a thing. Is it not? I tried to make it. I guess not. No, it's only the first. That's <clears throat> yeah, it's only the first. When outdoor fucking starts. Yeah. I see. So I mean, it, that has already happened. Yeah, I mean, technically outdoor fucking is continuous. Like, yeah. You could just go out and you do it. You could do it, do it. It was a wonderful day out today. Yeah, it was. This was like one of the nicer days, yeah. Yes. But we'll get into the main topic now, since I have the nice, shiny, new Scion second edition books right in front of me, and they are actually pretty nice. Um, no, we're not going to do like a deep dive into Scion. What we're going to do is talk about something that came with the Scion books. Um, here's a little card I have in my hand, and it has a little, uh, basically, tiny little bit.ly link mm-hmm. that basically directs you to the errata that they, of Scion. They are they had the errata like locked, loaded, and ready to go beforehand. Oh. Yes. Wow. That was kind of what the kerfuffle was. Um, some people were so uh, a couple weeks before this got. F- uh, I, this arrived. Um, they had a big update saying, "Hey, the books are coming," but. We had a big, huge issue with our errata, and we revised how we're going to take feedback from now on about how our errata system works because things were getting lost in the mix, things were getting not getting checked off, that kind of stuff. And so, what uh, Onyx Path has done is they have introduced a new direct Google form of if you have official feedback to us, please use this, don't use the forms. Don't make a giant post of these are all the issues you need to fix. Plus, it will delineate like actual like editing issues, like mm-hmm. word issues, uh, certain terminology or like punctuation, that kind of stuff. Raw logistical editing versus like I, you don't like this mechanic or you think that this is or there's a mechanic that is problematic in the system. Um and so that got me thinking, and I told the guys of like we should talk about errata in gaming. It is kind of a major part of every single role playing game, yep. like for as long as I can remember. Every game that I have ever played has had some form of errata. Now, being online has made errata infinitely easier to 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 deal with and to manage and to have ready. Um, oh, by the way, anyone bitching about Scion saying, oh, it's like 14 pages? It's not 14 pages. It's literally one page per book. It's a one-page mm. errata. For, that's a tiny errata. I've seen... Are you saying that people on the internet are overblowing a yeah, problem? I, Matt, was, surely no. you jest. People were tweeting like, oh my god, I got my science book, but now I have to download a 14-page errata. It's like, no, it's not 14 pages. It's literally two pages. One for Scion Origins, one for Hero. That's it. And they're probably going to re- probably update it later on. Just for to add more stuff because that's how this stuff works, but it's not super big. Um, it is nowhere near the largest errata we have ever experienced. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I mean, so dear listeners, uh, listen to it, our tale. We uh, we played Exalted for a while, all three of us in various games, uh, and for many years, for many years, uh, and well, Exalted Second Edition was a special boy. Very special boy. It was, um, I mean, it was all right when you when you just opened the book and played it. I mean, it was, it it was, was okay. okay. It was good. I mean, it, it was playable, but it had a very active fan community of people who were very mechanically minded, uh, and uh, some of the people who wrote it were also very mechanically minded, and they... It festered for a while, and people wanted to fix things and update they got, things. They got to tinkering. They got to tinkering. Yep. Um, 
And over the years, there were uh, periodic releases of errata to all the various Exalted books. Yep, yep. Uh, because every time they added another book, it got put on the pile mm-hmm. of new stuff that had needed to get rebalanced. looked at and rebalanced. Well, and like I said, there's a very active fan community, so there's a lot of eyes looking on it. And it was a very... the And White Wolf uh, was very reactive to the fan community. Right. The people involved in Exalted were, you know, neck deep in those forums, seeing the things that and people this is, were pointing this out. This is also the transition from, uh, from White Wolf to kind of not White Wolf getting close to when Onyx Path eventually bought yeah. or had the rights to publish a stuff from. But uh, eventually there came to be a document that was freely available on uh, drive through RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, called the Scroll of Errata. And uh, by scroll, I mean... This was... Uh, I mean, eventually it became its own book. Like, it, it was yeah. a book-sized update, and they would update not just, like, little things here and there. there whole charms. Whole charms, core systems. Yep. Um, the the entire... Mar- I mean, the martial arts alone had an, its own errata, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, because here was the part of the kicker was it was all second edition stuff. Problem is, some books came out very early in the cycle. Mm-hmm. Some books come much later, and you have different writers, you have all different mm-hmm. minds on it, and also not a lot of playtesting. Yeah. Let's just be let's just be blunt about that. Not a lot of playtesting. It kind of doesn't help uh, that we had one of the major writers, Michael, who's a good friend of ours kind of knee deep in it and oh, we yeah. kind of got that uh, splash oh, yeah. damage so, yeah we M- matthew and i at the very least we we're we're very we were pretty involved not involved but aware yes of what was going on behind the curtain um and just and and also involving the errata and balancing things and because the problem is it was never exalted in some respects was never designed to be highly 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 like like technical game mm-hmm. but it became that because the nature of the charms and that you could keep just piling charms on Pil- your character. Piling charms on that would would have like interconnected effects with one another. Yeah. Uh, and like it got to the point where like the entire Dragon Blooded Charm set got re revamped. Uh, yes. Uh the entire um Fair Folk charm set got <laughs> reworked. Yep. Um That's a and this thing was like a forty page monster. That's a rata, everyone. That's not a that's that's nearly a supplement onto itself. A supplement onto itself. So basically, like this book became a necessary companion uh, mm-hmm. because, in general, like ninety percent of the time, the erratas were genuine improvements. Yes. that made the game much better, much more playable. Um, clarified a lot. Clarified a lot, and made certain other th- things just less broken. Less broken, less cumbersome. Um, so yeah, I mean it was. Oh, what was the zeal issue? Oh yeah, remember zeal? It oh, was the. Yeah. It was the perfect defense. It was the the perfect defense breaker. Oh yeah, no, that couldn't happen. I, I unperfect, you're perfect. Yeah, no, it, it like it counter it countered the perfect defense, so it created this escalation point oh. of. Oh God! Now it's just going to keep bouncing. People are going to keep making charms uh, to undo. Here's a, guys, here's a rules freebie for you. If, if you have a perfect defense in your system and you or something that is near perfect and then you have a perfect attack that counters that stop there <laughs> like 
You or, or well, I mean, what eventually what Exalted did was they 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 decided no, the perfect offenses are perfect. The thing yep. there's nothing that can break if they if they go off. If you have the moats, or and if you and if you abide by their limitations, then it then it happens. Uh, to clarify, nothing breaks it. Real quick, what do we mean when we say perfect? We, there was a mechanic in them that says if you got attacked and you use this mechanic, and it was a perfect, it just negated it. Period. You you spent the you spent whatever you needed to do. I mean, you go, got the situation problem, where you win. Problem goes away. It, the problem goes away. That did not hurt me. Did not affect me in any way. At one time, my character, Solar Exalted, jumped off the moon. And then perfect soaked the damage from jumping off the moon. Which you could... That, there you go. You can't parry the moon. You can't parry the fall, but you, you can, can soak definitely it. soak it. You can, you soak, can it. soak it all day long. Perfect- so I left, a, I left a me-shaped crater. <laughs> yeah. I believe... I mean, I think uh, the Earth... Style the water had, had a, sort of w- had one. Water, water had perfects. Yeah, yeah the water had a perfect. Had a perfect. Uh, the Earth did not have a have a perfect. Yeah, because I did water, and then social march marks where there was only a few of them that had very edge case. I, mean, I became a sidereal martial artist, and that sort of that's that's been pants. That's been you. Yeah, try balancing those. Oh, oh my god! Well, no, a couple of them did. Like yep. uh, a couple of them did got heavier at it. Yeah. Um, like a like a prismatic arrangement of creation, which was a, really cool, by the way. It was. Uh, it was a very cool style. I didn't happen to take that particular one because Crimson, Crimson Battlefield was more sexy. Oh my god! I love prismatic creation. It's one of my favorite ones. It's the most stock standard basic one, mm-hmm. but it was really cool. Thematic. I think. I think Crimson Battlefield got errated to I shit. A back little bit too. too. Yes. Um, All the martial arts eventually did because the martial arts could create some of the worst interactions mm-hmm. because martial arts could be taught to anyone else who had it so it was kind of like this way of getting other effects you normally could not natively get mm-hmm. and so that could create very odd and overly potent or underpotent synergies with yeah. everything else like my character wasn't a martial artist at all but there were a couple that I wanted yeah just just like that effect right there I that, need I that want one. that that would make me Ridiculous! I, um, I just like the one, the uh, you know the oh I forgot what the the solar one was that you basically it's a throw style. Oh yeah, where you it's like one of the moves is like solar you, hero style. Solar hero style. That's yep. right. And some of the later abilities in it is like you throw a person through the nearest mountain. No, mm-hmm. seriously, the nearest one. Yes. <laughs> would, you, would you like to throw a motherfucker into another motherfucker? It's yeah. it's That's... the is the closest one the one at the center of the continent. Yeah. Yep, that one. Then uh, th- th- I always liked that one just because it was. Uh, it was the Greco, it was sort of a Greek hero Hercules style. Mm-hmm. It was all about grappling and grabbing grappling and, 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 and throwing and... people and throwing things. Um, but anyways, that's yeah, we're no, waxing neither, too much. Neither here nor there. Um, it well, was a lot of stuff that we had to keep track of, and the errata helped a lot. It was necessary, but this was also in the vein where Exalted was long in the tooth to get a third edition, yeah. and that was nowhere well, on the horizon. Essentially, at that point. essentially, what like what, eventually when they got to the Ink Monkeys level, which Ink Monkeys was basically this sort of ad hoc official, but not really. Yeah, that's that's um, was it officially uh, unofficial. Officially unofficial. Um, Ink Monkeys was the people who did the uh, the open lotus, uh, the Lotus one, yeah. the, the the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, book. so basically, it was just a collection of freelancers and fans uh, that were just sort of very fish, trusted fans. Very trusted fans. Well, anyway, anyways, um, uh, who basically were creating these big updates to not only the system but the setting, and that essentially pushed Exalted uh, into like 
exalted second edition 0.5 yeah 2.5 that that was always the argument out of at the later stages um because they just could not there was no way that they were ever going to get approval at that stage from ccp to, to get, do a, a third edition yeah and the and onyx path had not officially purchased onyx yet. wasn't wasn't a thing yep um and then onyx path came around and they i don't think they they didn't purchase exalted they got they got the license for it they got the license for it okay i thought they purchased no it. they didn't they okay. purchased a couple of things like uh scarred lands the uh, the trinity yeah. continuum and scion okay uh but they didn't. They still licensed things like like the Chronicles of yeah. Darkness and and Exalted. Um, and um, so, basically, we had we had sort of like Pathfinder in that we had this weird divergence point of basically, if you wanted to seriously play Exalted, you needed to bring this to the table, or mm-hmm. it was nearly unplayable at certain at a certain level or certain functionality. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Dungeons and Dragons three point five had like surprisingly small amounts of errata. They did not change much in that throughout no, the entire run. they just run. created kind of a whole new edition. Yeah, they'll, they, I mean, you know, when things got too out of hand, they just made fourth Yeah, and threw everything away. Another divergence point of the errata, they really didn't do much errata. They just literally had a split between fourth and Pathfinder. Pathfinder. And Pathfinder was essentially what the natural progression of 3.5 was. It I mean, I've never played Pathfinder personally. I mean, it sounds if I fine. Could, yeah, if I if I if I I could sit you dally down right now and roll Pathfinder character, and you would almost almost exactly know how to play it. There'd be a few things I'd have to explain. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know I know that it's essentially a three point five, right? Yeah, with a little bit more um, spit and, and polish. And they've done the errata for Pathfinder, and five point five e has errata too. Even five e, mm-hmm. something that was play tested for years before it was officially published, had a had has errata, has a couple pages. Now it's not super extreme errata. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we forgot this sentence here, or ignore this sentence here, but add this sentence. Like very small stuff, yeah. small and, potato stuff. And I think games have always had errata, but it really was when the internet came about that it really started to be a big part of like because before, if you wanted to update a game, you would have to release a new supplement of some sort, yeah. or or you know, yeah. It's actually errata uh, was oh, it, sometimes old school were baked into supplements, like right. in the back of a supplement. Yeah, yeah, like in the back of the supplement, it would actually. I I, I remember. I think the D and D splat books. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, like that. One of them, I think, had actual errata. Was it in like it. the fighter book? May, maybe. Like or I feel like, like I have seen. I have seen D. Like either D and D or vampire books that had a rata oh, yeah. for other previous supplements in them, which yeah. was like what? Yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's there how was you had to do it. there was no internet or no, not a lot of people had it. They didn't have a lot of infrastructure to get that sort of information out. If they did, they probably had a digital form. It just wasn't. They needed to put it in those books to make sure mm-hmm. people buy this book. They can. They can still use it without having to have you know the internet at your disposal yeah but now that the internet's a thing it's actually become more common i think oh, far more uh, common because it's so easy to do well it's also the idea with uh, and this kind of goes into sort of production schedule and everything mm-hmm. writing of being a freelancer for writing from everything i've i have ever heard about it from from podcasts to personal experiences 
sometimes it can be very tight, mm-hmm. very, very tight. And you have to, your deadline comes up. You got to write something, you throw it out. And even the editor and the developer and then the editor are like, they're under their own time constraints. They have their own lives they have to deal with. And so they're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I've heard horror stories of like editors are like, yeah, I had to throw up pretty much almost an entire section that this guy wrote for me because it didn't work, Mm -hmm. but we have to get this out. And so they're going to miss shit. They're not going to think about it completely and and super carefully with a fine tooth comb. They're going to miss stuff. And that's where it's kind of like, well, let's put it in, slap it in the errata. That's all we can do is just hopefully balance it all out later. And there's not something super egregious that we overlooked. You know, you're right, Matthew. The commoditization of creative energy under the capitalist system is enti- <laughs> is inherently wrong, and we should just overthrow the whole system. Uh, I think we have to burn it down and uh, start, start it all, and, start it all you know, over. Yeah, it's just, that's what you were saying, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's what I heard. Uh, let me go get my French bread. Hold on. It's <laughs> a baguette. The baguette. No, but what we're... I know it's not a huge like topic, but errata is important, but don't balk at it. Oh, yeah. These, it, don't, don't be... Don't be an asshole about it because here, here's the thing. Blood, sweat, and tears. I promise you went into one of your favorite games. You treat it as such. And if somebody comes out with a rat, I was like, oh, why wasn't it in the books? Like, hold on. There's a lot of factors. And and I, I understand sort of the, the knee-jerk reaction for Scion specifically. It's like the book is not even in my physical hands and you already have a rat out. Matt, if you if you hadn't told me this was real, I'd think you were presenting a straw man. Honestly. No, no, nope. You can follow Twitter. You can find. These I on- choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like my sanity. And be- oh, yeah. Actually, in some respects, Lucky it's man. a better system now because I just thought of this because now they can get the PDFs out to the backers and to the players fairly readily before it goes off to print. Players have time to come go through it because players are very passionate. They're basically free editors for you. Some of them are, and they'll come back and go. Here's an entire. Yeah, you 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 heard it, Aeon Development Team. Listen to our podcast. Of, <laughs> that's the deep dive of your system. You heard us. Oh, there are people far far smarter and have far more more time on their hands to do this kind of crap than I do, or any of us actually. Yep. But they have basically, and they give you they give them tons of feedback, and they're actually able to go back and change the actual core document before it goes off the print. So in some respects. Free editors. They're, yeah. They're basically doing more editing for you and and you're getting a cleaner, better project without without as much uh investment because it used to be, oh, we we published a book, no one saw it until they physically had it, and it's like, well, this doesn't work. This is mechanically or this is all garbage, and it's like Womp womp. Womp womp. You gotta deal with it. Or, or just you have like two compl- two sections written by two different people, maybe even two different editors. Had at it, and it's just contradictory. Oh, I remember that happening also a little bit. Yeah, straight wrote contradictions. One thing, another one wrote another section, and what they were talking about was not only problematic, but also like they conflicting. That was Infernals, like, right? That was Infernals. I think there was a big section that got rewritten and re and redone in and editing and in the editing process because things were not matching up conceptually. Now, that book can be kind of upsetting. It can um, be. Gilda wanted to tread on some lots of territory, which it could. But it, put, yeah. it put on its fedora for that one, uh, and, and a dark trench coat. It wasn't that. That was more <laughs> in some respects. But Bissell's was what? Yeah, the, Bissell's was like the emo edge lord. Well, the, the biggest, the biggest offender was in. I hate to say this, 
third when we got the preview stuff from third ed when the Kickstarter was. Going. Oh yeah, the the um the sexual assault charm. Yep, that was dumb. That was woo. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I wasn't a backer, so I don't know. Uh, it was. It was. There was just a charm that was very poorly worded, um, and uh, it was implied. But it got rewritten later. It got rewritten like that. <laughs> the word pliability kept being thrown around. Oh no. no. Um, and so, what we're saying here in the end, because there's not a lot to talk about around, unless anyone's getting cool, hor- uh, cool stories now. Um, I mean, really, it's Exalted. Like, Exalted is the biggest, like, shining star of... of uh, where an errata became a book. Yeah, became where an errata book. became its own book. Um, and, yeah. like... Where it, your character sheets that at some point become also a book. Yeah. I found the, the, the core problem, and because I am slowly designing my own game, and a lot of other games are... Scion even does this. Um, biggest thing that you know how you could make Exalted, like... Even third at instantly, uh, instantly more playable and for the long term. Throughout the charms, no, <laughs> uh, you limit how many you can actively use or no, like, like contain like for a session. Mm-hmm. How many you can actively use at a mm-hmm. time? The reason why is because, the, especially for exalted, just having so many, all your charms have all the options in front of you, it becomes completely unwieldy. Whereas like Scion and some of the stuff I'm developing, they go, okay, yeah, you can buy all these cool knacks. You can only have those so many of them active at a time, mm. period. Like you can't, you ha- can't hot swap them. Like it takes time and effort to hot, to swap them out. So you have to set yourself into a mode basically. Yes. yes. And that makes it far more easier to go. Oh, I can only do these things. Okay, let's continue. I don't get analysis paralysis. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yes, it's 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 where things are going, which I'm really happy about because I loved Exalted for the idea of tons of dice, big, big, big over top action. Very well, very the, I think it big. can be summed up in this. I was a I was a sidereal martial artist. I knew like five martial arts styles. I was a master of five martial arts styles. I think I ever only ever used about of the 30 or 40 martial arts moves I knew used about five of them. Well, because a lot of them are like permanent some of them upgrades were, to yourself. Or, well, some of them, a lot of them were passives, but I can say a lot of them were other just moves that never complied. Never, it just yeah. didn't, it didn't fit the situations we were mm-hmm. in. It was too small potatoes for what right. we were dealing with. It's like, the, the the negatives it would have imposed or this or that or it was too specific and so yeah some of the sometimes they just weren't right for the what you're doing they, or ever or ever some yeah. of them I never I literally uh, a lot never of, had that was use. also another thing of like speed bump charm charms that you're like once I get up that this is the one I want and the one uh the one in the middle I buy in it because I need to buy I it. have to buy it yeah. I have to buy it where that's a lot of other games are also getting away with that and making much more open plane as far as what you mm-hmm. can pick and choose. But again, that's that's bulk of what we want to talk about errata and just the idea of it's a part of your game, live with it, absorb it. Eventually what happens a lot of the time, errata gets so stacked up, eventually they'll just release a new edition with yeah. a new revision of the rules and probably if they keep most of the core stuff, they'll take all the lessons they learned from the errata and apply it. And make Sometimes, whole new mistakes. And make whole new mistakes or just whole new systems like 40 40- they're like, yeah, this is not, this is completely we are done with different. This. <laughs> well, it's like, you know what's real popular these days? Miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> By popular, you mean profitable? 
I, I do believe so. Yes, uh, and that's uh, and even Five E is very heavy in the minis. They've 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 learned a lot from Four E of how to propagate the minis and make them a part of your game without making them. Essential. I will say that I like the books because they're attractive. Also, I mean, they're also well written, attractive, yes. mm-hmm. uh, contain neat things, and are reasonably priced mm-hmm. at around. 30 smackaroos. Yeah, 30, 40 smackaroos for, for the core books because with D&D, you only need about... You have a, Can you put up 100 bucks? Okay, you can get all the three books. You can play whatever you want. There's there's in, almost endless fun with it. And if you want to buy the other books that come out later, great, you're just going to have more fun with them. And with D&D Beyond, it's so easy. <laughs> you too can un- pay $4 to unlock a, a, a prestige class. <laughs> it's uh, real. Yeah, it is very real. Um, yeah, so that's what I want to talk about. Anything else, guys, about this or any of the other subjects we talked about? No, nah, nah. good. No, well, okay, everyone. If, if, uh, gonna... if we think of something else, we'll just... We'll, we'll do an update to this podcast. We'll, yeah. an, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll errata yeah. the show notes. We'll, we'll errata the show notes. No, we'll just, do like, we'll just do like a five-minute mini-podcast. That and we'll just we'll put start, it at the we'll end of We'll start doing mini-sodes. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, check us out at MomoCon, guys. 24th of May, 7 p.m. Friday. Be there, be square. 2019. Doesn't, 2019, thank you. Yeah, if you're, no, go if back you're, in time. Go if, back you're, in time. if you're in the future, this doesn't matter. <laughs> future. But anyways, from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. Hey, Matthew here. I just wanted to let you know, if you want to give feedback to Polyhedron, you can go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the show's Twitter handle at polyhedroncast. Uh, if you'd really like to help us out, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash polyhedron. Uh, give us a buck a month and become one of our bosses and really support the show. And if you're looking to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can find Matthew at BioImportance. You can find Scott at DivasMallCalf. And you can find Ryan at Arduous. Do you want to spell it? R-J-U-O-U-S. And finally, just so we can wrap it up here, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere, give us a five-star review. It really helps our exposure. All right. Thanks, guys.